0: On today's very special episode of not just the Lockdown Pioneers podcast, but also the Out Giants podcast, we are letting the hate flow on today's episode, talking about some of the players that we've noticed that both of our teams have had over the years since we've been hosting that really aren't liked at all by our own fan bases, and probably more so for my team, but even still, I wanted to do a crossover because people seem to have a a whole ball of laughs when I did this with my buddy Billard Thomas of Locked Out Diamondbacks last week, but we are doing it giant style. And because last week I talked about Diamondbacks players I didn't like, now we're going to talk about Padres, which should be a lot of fun. And I imagine people already know who I'm going to say, but I've been talking too long already. Let me introduce my co host, Mr. Ben Kaspic, as always. He's been on the pod 27,000 times, which is probably why I waited a second to introduce you. People already know, you know what I mean? They're like, that, that's our guy. Yeah, That's our guy who brings the numbers that we get mad at every now and then. And then we listen to him and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's a good point. It's Ben right?
1: <laughs> I'm good. And today it's, it's probably not going to be so much about numbers. And sometimes some of my <laughs> listeners, they're clamoring for that a little bit. Sometimes I've, you know, they, they don't want the data. They want maybe just to let the hate flow. And yeah. I think we're going to let that happen. And this has been Absolutely. a very interesting offseason for the Giants in terms of Maybe they, they've they traded away some guys who people mm-hmm. didn't like, like kind mm-hmm. of on purpose because they didn't perform, but also they were not popular because they didn't perform. So I'm looking forward to just diving in because I, I think you may be surprised there. There are a lot of players that Giants fans like get upset about. So.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. wait, man. And I think one thing we're going to do to differentiate from, at least my listeners, what we did last week. Again, I'm going to be talking about Padres players. Ben, will be, we're not doing each other's. But I do think we should, like, take a guess before each one of us uh, makes a pick. I think that'll be a little bit of fun. Uh, so, strap in, folks. The hate is here. We're both Anakin Skywalker out here. Let's do this. But first, let me tell you guys, really quickly, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. As always, FanDuel is always there for you guys. Just for listening to the pod. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. And to get started, oh, I left the coin. Millard and I usually, like, we flip a coin to determine who goes first. But since I came up with this idea, I may as well go first and talk about, in my opinion, the players that I've noticed over the years have just seemed to be the most hated. And some of them, not as much for me. And we're going to start with start with a little bit of a light one, uh, because I know everyone is expecting a certain player to be named. He's blocked my Padres account on Twitter, <laughs> uh, which is incredible. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about what to do, a little bit of a throwback. And I don't have any ill will towards him, but it is Craig Stammen. Mm. Stampeding Stammen is what I... Nicknamed him a few years ago because he ran out of that bullpen looking like he was, you know, Braveheart about to take on the world. And folks, he was not Braveheart. Um, here's the thing with Craig Stammon I think mostly it comes down to being a relief pitcher that just blew up in the worst possible times. Um, He would give up runs for sure. He wasn't that great of a relief pitcher. But for me, in my experience, this was like the number one guy every single time that he was called to (laughs) all of my Twitter feed. And and even occasionally on the broadcast, they'd be like, hey, you know, Stamman has been, you know, not the most trustworthy reliever lately. And I think part of it was because he got paid a decent amount by the Padres. Um, Not a lot. Don't get me wrong. But he was brought in two years. 4.5 isn't a lot initially. But then the two years, 9 million it just frustrated people a little bit that this guy came in and was basically just always giving up leads he never it almost looked like his confidence evaporated immediately and i felt bad um definitely not an awful player he had one good season back in 2018 with the padres and then he fell off a cliff um basically soon after that delivering a 5.63 era one year a 3.06 which wasn't that bad i don't think he was that bad but it is because of the circumstance in the the times he blew up. It's like, imagine if Camilo Duvall only was bad in like four run leads, and it happened multiple times. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, they brought him in the eighth, he gave up one run, didn't blow the save, but it was just always, it would be a disaster. And that's what I felt bad, because Craig Saban wasn't really that bad, but that's my first one.
1: That's funny. It's just so funny to me that like the perspective of, a fan base can be so much different than the perspective of another fan base about a certain player who's on that team because mm-hmm. i think of Stammen and i think of like kind of staple of the Padres bullpen and like someone who's good and it's mm-hmm. just funny because you know I, I bet you that some of mine might surprise you too mm-hmm. um but the first one the the one that just kind of jumps off the page can to i me, can i guess Sure.
0: I guess uh, let's do the guess. I forgot to let yeah. you guess for mine.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't um, guess Stammon, So
0: no, no. Yeah, I know. But I'll I'll have
1: some fun ones upcoming. But Jeff Samarja. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, he makes he makes the list for me. Okay. So I think this is a that's an interesting one because I think a lot of people like kind of actually liked him because mm-hmm. he had like one season where he was pretty good, but mm-hmm. it was like a five year contract, and the rest of them were not. Yeah. And Giants fans, like basically at that time, it was like shortly after the the championships. And but yeah, I mean what what bothered me about Jeff Samarja was first of all, like he just kind of had an attitude all the time. Mm-hmm. And he would like literally turn red with <laughs> anger and, and like give up homers and just turn red with rage. <laughs> and it just like I was mad. He was mad, and it was just like <laughs> everybody's mad, and so it just yeah. you know he didn't just shrug it off. Like you could tell, you wore it on literally. Like his face would get flushed with you know. He, he can't help it, but but he was absolutely time. a guy. You know what I mean
0: in every sense of the word. He was the yeah. muscle, meathead vibes sim for sure. But totally at one point in time, he was like the most coveted—not most coveted—but he was like in trade rumors all the time because he was on the Cubs, I believe it was, and they were still rebuilding. So everyone was excited. Yeah, he went to the yeah. White Sox and was a mess. And then, like you said, I think had like a quick okay season with the Giants, and then fell off, and that was kind of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the beginning of the end when they uh, when the Giants like signed him and Johnny Cueto. And and at first they were good. This was 20, like six going into 2016. Oh my gosh. You just sparked my memory. And one of the most maligned players for the giants, it wasn't going to be my first one, but I'll go with it now because it reminds me Mark Melanson. Yes. And that, that I was wondering if that might surprise you because it almost surprises me <laughs> because if you actually look at the numbers He was never really that bad from like a run prevention standpoint, but he was just never a reliable closer. And that's, they signed him at a time when they were coming off a season that was like blown up because of their bullpen. They, they just utterly utter, like you could not collapse more than they collapsed bullpen wise Mm -hmm. in the last like two months or three months of the season yet they made the playoffs anyway, just barely. And then their bullpen blew a three-run ninth-inning lead in the playoffs against the Cubs. Oof. And I was there. Oh, no. And it was like five relievers, <laughs> and then nobody could get an out. And um, and then they lost, and then that was the game that clinched the series. And if they had won, it would have gone to a decisive game five in Chicago with Cueto who was having his good one and only great year with the giants lined up to pitch. And so anyway, that's all the context that they then go out and sign Mark Melanson to like be mm-hmm. the answer and like resolve their <laughs> bullpen woes opening day, the next season in Arizona. I think he gets the first two <laughs> outs of the inning.
0: I think I think, I, gets,
1: <laughs> I think he gets the first two outs of the inning. Yeah. And then he gives up like four consecutive hits, and <laughs> blows the save. and it, And that was twenty seventeen. A year they went on to lose ninety eight games. Coming off yeah. a year in which they made the playoffs, won a wild card mm-hmm. game, won the wild card game. Uh, so that was like the beginning of of the giant. That was the beginning of the end of the run of success that they had. And Mark Melanson just like from day one when he blew opening day dude madison bumgarner pitched amazing in that game he hit two home runs in that game I think, yes i do remember this yes your pitcher goes like seven dominant in his like 12 ones, yeah. strikeouts and he hit two homers and then <laughs> in comes your savior closer and he <laughs> blows this game and it was just like that he uh, ugh. And it wasn't just that. He continued to just not be reliable. Absolutely. And then he went yeah. elsewhere and ended up having success. Two and things. Also, they traded him and got, by the way, Giants fans may not even know this because it was so long ago. In 2019, they traded him and got Tristan Beck, who's who had a nice year last year with the Giants and figures to be a p- big part of their pitching staff this year. So it turned out. Uh, maybe that Melanson yielded something positive, ultimately.
0: Yeah, he salvaged it a little bit. That's all we could ask for
1: sometimes. Yeah, took a while. But...
0: Yeah, t- 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 it was a very delayed <laughs> it was r- very salvage. Delayed. A delayed, salvage. Um, two things. Number one, I swear there's nothing more frustrating than a bad bullpen. You're just mm-hmm. like, you got to be kidding me. You guys can't throw one inning. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get one at like three. Individual guys, of course, not as a whole. Like, you can't bring me this reliever that can't just at least not give up four home runs or whatever it is <laughs> maddening and number two miller thomas again who i'm bringing up that's my guy obviously uh because i've cited him like five times on here but uh we were doing most hated he was choosing most hated padres one of the first ones he brought up was mark Melanson. why because as soon as he went to the diamondbacks he was a disaster uh-huh. and blew all their games so mark Melanson <laughs> is just a, a, a favorite of one team in the NL West and is a hated nemesis of two, let me tell you, with the Giants, who this was earlier on too. This at least with the D backs, you can be like, nah, he's old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe we should have expected that. That was his last ounce was with the Padres. With the Giants, it's like, no, he was young. He was
1: they gave him had- a big contract. There were it yeah. was like Araldus Chapman, I forget the other guy. There there was Kenley Jansen, maybe like there was just good relievers. Which that was, was like the strength. The yeah, strength yeah. of that bolt of that free agent class, and he was one of the big closers. And it was just it. I want to say it was a disaster, but if you look at the ERAs and stuff, it's not like the it's not like he was year in the year sixes.
0: 5. yeah, first year four point five isn't okay. great. Okay,
1: um, yeah, it's not, and, 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 and especially because the like
0: one, two three, yeah.
1: Yeah, we should move on from Melanson. I don't. I think Giants fans' blood pressure got raised just thinking about the Melanson era. We're we're very blessed. Let me tell you to have the Camilo Duvall era right now because that guy's that guy's a dragon out there Absolutely, on the mound.
0: Man. Yeah, he's awesome. Um,
1: yeah. But speaking of raising your blood pressure, Ben, why don't we advertise
0: to the good people what will raise your blood pressure, but in a good, <laughs> thrilling way, ladies and gentlemen? That's gambling. Let's talk about FanDuel really quickly, guys. You know what's up. Super Bowl is over, but sports are not over. Hey, look, Oof. there's going to be baseball futures coming out soon. I don't think that they're out yet on FanDuel, but look for that. No, I don't know why the thumbs up just appeared next to me. That's been happening lately. And two. <laughs> I can tell um, you why. <laughs> really? There we go. Yeah. Um, but there's also hoops. we got Marsh Madness coming up. Maybe you bet on Ionescu versus Curry last week. Whatever. They've got you covered over at FanDuel. Because right now, new customers get $150 of bonus bets with any winning five bet. It's $150 if you win. If your bet wins, I should say. Uh, So do So so, so, so check it out. You got nothing to lose. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and much more over-unders. The the certain stats, if we're talking about basketball, you want to bet over on assists. Tyus Jones is an interesting little sleeper for all you gambling folks out there uh, because he low-key racks up like nine assists every night. How do I know this? Because I haven't been fancy basketball and I stink this year, but at least I have Tyus Jones. So go check that out, guys, over at FanDuel. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to shoot your shot. Official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Mm. And with that, we are just right back and rolling here on the On Giants, On Padres. Hatred extravaganza. And now it's my turn. We've talked about Mark Belanson and Craig and two relievers. Ben, would you like to make another guess as to a player that I feel has been quite hated uh, while I've been host of this Lockdown Pirates podcast?
1: I mean, we all know the obvious one, so I'm not <laughs> even going to say it. Um, but <laughs> they've been prolast, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to say. Oh, oh, I got a good one. You um go on? Austin Nola. How about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Austin Nola. It's funny because in my experience, this one was also a hate for me because I was such a Luis Campisano truther uh, for a while. I feel like since I started talking to you, you knew who Luis Campisano was. Yes, I did. You were talking about him for from so day long, one. And last year he finally broke out, but it was so frustrating that Austin Nola for basically two years at the time, uh, as in this past season, had been not good defensively and couldn't hit at all. So I was like, okay. I remember at one point I was like, all right, maybe he's a good defender. Like Austin Hedges once upon a time. Good mm-hmm. defensive player. That's why they kept in line. Okay, okay. I was a little bit of a, a Mejia, Francisco Mejia guy, but even still, I was like, okay, this is understandable. Austin Noel wasn't good at anything. And actively Campizano, he'd have two hits and then bench the next day. And Noel would come up, wouldn't hit the ball hard, wouldn't he would walk okay and he wouldn't chase anything, but it doesn't matter if you can't get the ball out of the infield. So that was the issue there. He was heinous. I think actively cost the Padres a game last year, if you go by fan graphs. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to Google that really quickly because it was it was a miserable experience. In 2022 with the Padres, he had a 0.2 F4. You're after that negative one. So that's what we were dealing with at starting catcher. And you gave up Ty Francis, Andres Muniz for him. I was going to say, yeah. that's
1: the kicker right there you gave up two I mean Munoz is like I mean he was even at at the time before he was he was maybe hurt at the time yeah
0: I think he was a little bit banged up but even still
1: but now he's
0: who throws gas right like all the nasty and Ty yeah, he had a down year but there's a multiverse out there where the Padres don't have Cronenworth extended they just have him at second and they've got Ty France at first and yeah maybe they extended Machado they still do Tatis and then they kept all that money, retooled it elsewhere. We're just chilling with Cronenworth and Ty France right now. But yeah, what can I say? Um, Instead, so you yeah. got
1: Austin Nola. Yeah. Instead, we
0: got Austin Nola. I think it's the trade and his poor performance. The only thing that doesn't make him like the top or even in the top tier is finding out the eye issue that he had, which mm. recontextualizes his bad season. I would blame the Padres and management for being like, how do you not? I just don't understand how teams don't figure this out at some point. So that does explain maybe why he was so, so bad. But yeah, Austin Nola was driving people a little bit nuts with how poorly he played. Is it my turn? Yes. And I want to guess because I got it. I got it. This Do you? A, it's a lock. I think it's a lock.
1: I don't We're know. Sure. My This is kind of like a it's in some ways it's okay. it's, it's it's like it's very Giants Padres. Yeah. And in other ways, it's kind of like niche. So, okay. Let's hear let's hear what you got.
0: Well, I don't know if it's Padres, but my guess was Hunter Strickland.
1: Oh, he is definitely on the list for <laughs> sure. For sure. I was at I don't go to that Patrick, many games, yeah. but I was at the game when he drilled Bryce Harper and Harper charged <laughs> the mound and Hunter Strickland he had to be like carried off the field by his own teammates. Must have been and, thrilling to witness, though. Uh, it was just ugly cuz again, that was 2017 when they were just True. bad and it was and True. and and speaking of Jeff Samarja, he he came out ripping and roaring trying to like tackle Bryce Harper. And he ended up running into Mike Morse and right. hitting him in the head and ending his career. right. I forgot about that. Yes. And Jeff so Samarja, man. My God. Yeah. He was like charging at Harper and ended up hitting his own teammate in the head. And yeah, and Strickland, he had to be like carried off the field. Like one leg was like in the air. It was just embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And and also, he just wasn't like the stuff you would hope would translate to being good, but it just didn't. Mm-hmm. And it, like he's still bouncing around, um, but he's definitely on the list. But but my my other guy is is actually like similar in a lot of ways. He's a reliever with like kind of a temper, and. Or at least it seemed that way but there this is the thing we've we've probably talked about it close to 10 times on the show or at least i have bring it up all the times. one of my in five years hosting this show it is one of the worst games i've ever experienced and it was against the padres with the padres as the home team in san francisco i
0: I know exactly
1: trent grisham hits a walk-off homer (laughs) against i had to even look up sam coonrod (laughs) sam coonrod okay (laughs) this was like he was only on the team for a brief minute but like in that brief minute like that moment a lot of people maybe didn't follow 2020 baseball super closely but if you were into that year and just yeah, I mean I was as much as any time because it was like a relief to get away from the reality of what what the world was going through to be Mm -hmm. able to watch the Giants play and they were on on, they were like in position to make the playoffs and then they played the Padres for a four game series to end that 60 game season and I think the Giants won the first game uh at least they won the first. It was a doubleheader, I think. And they won the first game of a doubleheader. And then they were about to win the second game of the doubleheader. And Sam Coonrod, he like couldn't throw strikes. He like led off the inning by walking somebody, I believe, and ended up having like two on with one out and Grisham up. And Giants are in San Francisco. But the craziness of that season, like, <laughs> I don't even remember it was because of like smoke in Seattle or it was because Alex Dickerson had a false positive COVID test in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever the reason, the Padres were the home team and Coonrod (laughs) gave up a walk off and that just that the Giants missed the playoffs by virtue of a tie. They tied the Brewers and whatever the tiebreaker rules were, Mm-hmm. like if they had one more win and that was the bottom of obvious the bottom of the ninth even those in san francisco and the padres <laughs> were up and that you laugh but man that that was one of I the worst it. i mean it ruined their season even yeah. though it was yeah it was 60 game season but if you're a hardcore baseball fan like i was i was into that season like like it was a season um but beyond that he was disliked for other things. Like he was the only Giants player. There was like this, like kneeling in solidarity, George Floyd kind of thing on opening day. And he was the only player who refused to kneel uh, like in solidarity. And he stood and it's just, um, you know, it it didn't go over well with people here. And I imagine, and he said like, he only kneels before,
0: I remember this. Clay Thompson was in his Instagram comments. I remember this being a thing. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Clay <laughs> yeah, so... like Thompson was
1: cursing about Clay
0: Thompson. <laughs> like, I don't know what he's doing. He's just hanging out. He's like, I'm bored. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna start flaming people on Instagram.
1: Flaming a Giants player. Yeah, I know. that's what they did even. Play and here. so they got rid of him. I think they got rid of him that off season, like yeah. right right after the 2020 season, when when that disastrous Trent Grisham home run at the end of the year <laughs> happened. So, Trevor's
0: this is like, it's, it's just your evil ghost. <laughs> Trent Grisham, like,
1: this is one of those guys, like, he's the anti Mark Melanson, where, like, yeah. you look at his numbers and they're bad. Yeah. At least his hitting numbers. But then, whenever he's up, like, he is you're, so you're, dangerous. To, like, as a Giants fan, you were like, this guy is going to hit uh-huh. a walk off at Oracle Park. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's what happens. It's like me with Chris Taylor <clears throat> of the Dodgers, where I just, oh. I'm just like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Now, great. I don't even think the Dodgers have any more minor players that I could even point to to be like, yeah, that guy is weird. He shouldn't hit the walk off here because that's their whole team now. But alas, everybody's the point. Look, I remember that. And hey, at least you were gifted with the most inexplicably good season in the history of baseball the year after (laughs) with the Giants. (laughs) Inexplicably. I found recently. Someone wrote an article recently where we're like, it still makes no sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw that.
0: <laughs> it was so funny. It's like no one can explain it. And that's the beauty of sports, ladies and gentlemen. But here's something that I can explain. What I can explain is that people really like to get their tickets and they like to get them on time for the best prices. And you know who can help who can help you out with that? That is game time, ladies and gentlemen. We love game time here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. And let me tell you, look, here's the thing. it's the day of, it's the last second, you want to be able to get tickets for decent prices. Game time has you covered, and they pay you back if you find a better seat in the zone. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about, oh, man, what if if there's a better seat that's available? Don't worry. You kind of just, like, you reserve, and then you hunt and find, and they have you covered. They also give you, like, um, seat views to show you what exactly the seat looks like that you're purchasing. And it's not just sports. Concerts. Probably not like some of the big ones. Taylor Swift is still on tour. I don't even know. But Game Time helps you out, man. Game Time can help you out for all sorts of things: concerts, um, theater, theater, uh, comedy shows, whatever you want. They got you covered. Last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. They're easy to find. Views from all seats. Lowest prices guaranteed. Event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and much, much more. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On. That's right. Here. I don't know how many times I have to tell the listeners and viewers, Ben. Like we just give you free things just for listening to this podcast. I know. Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Check that out. No Check brainer. That out. So Even if you hate us today and hate <laughs> the players we're bringing up, we got you for twenty dollars off. Twenty your first bucks, purchase. just like that. Terms apply. You're Again, going anyway. Your yeah, exactly. Create an account and redeem Locked On. Spelled exactly how you would think. For $20 off game time, last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Go check it out. Ben, let's go a little bit faster now because we okay. got a lot of hate. I, I feel it. I feel the hate still flowing through. So can coming. you guess my next one? Um, Will Myers. No. Will Myers is on the most beloved list.
1: Okay. All Sounds right. That's weird.
0: But to me, he has to do with the obvious one. And that's why Will Myers became beloved uh, by okay. Padres fans.
1: Okay. I think that's
0: why. So we're going to save him for last. But uh um, I want to bring up really quickly, just because I yeah. brought it up last week. Yeah. Tommy Pham. Um, Tommy Pham is hilarious, first of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he's yeah. hilarious, and it's not because he's trying to be funny. And I'm not trying to make light of any, like, personal probs he has. But he hits, like, 700 against the Padres. And he was really bad with them. And I think a lot of Padres fans started not liking him because... The 2021 collapse, he was one of the least clutch players in the entire league. Go look up his numbers in running scoring position. I believe it was him and Grisham were in the bottom five, both somehow. I actually think Grisham was, no, I think Grisham was actually not as bad that year, but fam was awful, right? And it was annoying because it's like all we need you to do is get on base and steal bases sometimes. <laughs> like, how, how, this isn't that hard, but uh, fam wasn't good there. He ran, he had a collision with Hassan Kim, and oh, yeah, he was against him, the Giants. Was against the Giants. There was like a weird "I'm" like, he was just upset vibe, and it's like he wasn't even checking on Kim again. That might be personal stuff, maybe some anger stuff. Everyone knows about the Jock Peterson situation. I was gonna say
1: slap Jock Peterson in the face. Exactly, exactly.
0: So that's one for sure. Um, but then the Hassan Kim collision combined with the the choke stuff. It didn't make. He just had a bad vibe. I think. And and when everyone was trying to celebrate, you know, slam Diego and everything just had a bad vibe. Wish him nothing the best though. I don't hate him as much as other people, but I do find the fact that he kills the, he hit a second deck home run, third deck home run against the Padres when he was on the reds. I was like, (laughs) 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 we could be, we could literally be superheroes and he'd find a way to beat us because they're the Padres. So that's one for me Um, with you. This is this is tough because I feel like all the obvious ones are out. So I'm gonna throw out a little bit of a random one. I'm gonna go with. See if I could find him really quickly. I'm gonna go and try and guess. What do we think of Joe Panic?
1: Oh, beloved, beloved, okay, beloved. He was uh, integral in in coming up as a rookie in 2014 and helping them win the World Series. And you just never. Can lose the love after something like that. Look at this. And that's what happened.
0: Team, man. I can't believe. They put
1: 2021. Team. Games. There was somebody uh, on the 2021 20, team who uh, was hated even in 2021.
0: Could it be Tommy La Stella?
1: Tommy La Stella. <laughs> Go ahead. Absolutely man. hated. Go ahead. Absolutely hated. Um, Wasn't a big contract, but it was like one of the bigger contracts at the time that, this new regime had handed out Mm -hmm. and he just was never good. He had bad. He had two bad Achilles. We learned like deep into the season one year that he had had surgery on both Achilles. We knew he had one Achilles worked on and then it like came out in like August. It's like, Oh no, he had both Achilles. Like he had surgery on both of them. So like he was unathletic he didn't hit. He couldn't run. Like he was just like didn't belong on a baseball field. He belonged in like like a wheelchair. I, <laughs> <laughs> like to uh, take care of his Achilles, yeah. you know, like he was he was like I'm, Oh, I'm injured. At numbers right now. He was injured all the time. This he is the type move. of
0: decline, Ben, that turns you into the Joker. You know what I mean? This is yes. And granted, this happens in baseball a lot, so you have to get used to and understand. But just to illustrate for people, Ben's not joking around before signing with the Giants, just to highlight a couple of years, including his first. Let's start even before that. 2017 OPS of 861. Year after that, he stumbled a little bit 672. But then after that, 832, 819, 845, 792, and then 713, and then 632. OPS yeah. wise, just to illustrate the exterior fans,
1: he couldn't play defense or run. So that was like,
0: a- you had to hit and he didn't hit.
1: Right. So, but it's like, he also man. wasn't like a big power hitter or something. Yeah. So yeah. He, it's like, what is he bringing to the table? So he was hated just simply because, you know, he like, just it was bad. such a small deal, mm-hmm. which is you know these days they have given out some larger contracts Mm -hmm. um so it was kind of like small potatoes no no matter like whether he performed but they kept giving him chances and so that kind of like you know i think there was some infuriation with the front office and with gabe kapler for like just continuing to believe in him when it was just time after time after time after time he he was proving that he just wasn't able to do it so they did end up cutting him loose with a year left on his contract. Um mm-hmm. and that was like the first time they did something that, like it, that. Yeah. So, so I've yeah, got Yeah,
0: change things either, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's done. I think he's mm-hmm. unsigned and probably yeah. maybe career over at this point. Um yeah. So that happened fast and it happened with it started with the Giants and it it was immediate. Um mm-hmm. I've got two others if I may. Do you want to go first uh, uh rapid fire uh, or do you want me yeah. to guess or do you want me to guess or tell you I'll guess
0: yours I'll guess yours right now okay can you tell me the year last year last year last year who the heck is on the Giants last year <laughs> yeah so like 2023 exactly. or 2022
1: yeah. 2023
0: 2023 I mean you guys had two players that were signed in Hanniger and Conforto my boy who both disappointed but Conforto was playing while Hanniger was mostly hurt so I'm gonna go with Michael Conforto was he hated
1: um, I think he was not, I think there was expectations and he didn't live up to them and there was like frustration with that, but I wouldn't say hated. It was mm-hmm. two pitchers, oh, Alex man. Wood and Ross Stripling. Look up oh, the numbers man. for Alex Wood last year. Look, even the last two years or oh, Ross yeah. Stripling. Ross I've Stripling been too.
0: with Alex Wood too. No,
1: no. I, know, I mean, but there's a no reason he signed so with the A's, so you know. <laughs>
0: I was so convinced. They're both
1: on the A's now. I know. Oh, wow. Yeah, that tells you everything. Look at, I mean, Alex Wood, I want to say his ERA was like six and a half last year. And yet he complained about his role and and like wanted to be a starter more and was like wanted to pitch deeper into games more. And I don't know. I just think it was, again, it's a culmination of frustration with the player, but also with the front office and also with the, you know, Kapler for, like, continuing to run these guys out there when they had some mm-hmm. young, promising players who weren't getting opportunities. So, um, and those are the two guys when I said, they, like, actively, well, Wood was a free agent, but, well, I'll add Anthony scafani to the list. The reason he doesn't, he was so good in 2021, so was Alex Wood, yeah. but yeah, Wood was more of a complainer. Wood was, like, yeah. always complaining about his role. Mm-hmm. And... Um. Yeah, and I I just think there's not a lot of love for Wood or Stripling, and probably even to be honest, Jock Peterson. Even though there were good times, the long history of being a Dodger, and mm-hmm. just kind of some of the lackadaisical stuff, and we like we heard that there was like too much goofing around and like card playing towards the end of last season, and not enough focus and preparation. And then he kind of, he liked an Instagram post that was disparaging of San Francisco uh, on his way out the door. And he's gone a lot lately. I've noticed with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But he's from here. And so like, I don't know, man, like you're a Dodger. That's how I feel. Like Mm. you're a Dodger, bro. And I think he'll be treated (laughs) like that. I think the first at bat walks in in Arizona. I think he's going to get booed. Mm. Um, And even though he was on the team and, what had his moments and was kind of fun, but I just think people, he's just not a giant, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so
0: your final two, just to let's, let's repeat all of your uh, selections on this lovely, hateful filled episode really quickly. One more time for the
1: listeners. (laughs) Okay. So I forget who was first. Melanson, Melanson, Strickland, Coonrod, La Stella, Samarja, Um, Alex Wood, Ross Stripling, and then I mentioned Jock Peterson and Anthony DiScofani. Yeah. and they actively traded away Stripling and DiScofani. Yeah. So that's part of what makes this offseason like kind of feel good. Is like you got rid of some guys who who fans were not happy with.
0: Absolutely, that liking the post is is very funny.
1: It's definitely
0: guys not to get to you know, on the podcast, but it's definitely just a. A, an innocent thing that people tend to talk about certain cities the most that they that are like most unsafe i'm looking at you ratty to Liz going to milwaukee which has the highest crime rate in the country or whatever yeah uh, but anyway that
1: guys that guy has no it's idea narrative. what he's talking about it's
0: narrative it's a narrative i guess and there's plenty of narratives that go to both
1: sides but san francisco is a beautiful city it has a lot of unbelievably nice Areas and views, mm-hmm. and, and there are definitely some problems and some areas you want to avoid. Mm-hmm. But it's a, I would, it's, it's a great city. Overall. I would
0: reckon people who feel this way to uh, look a little bit at the entire country. I think is important. And I'm not saying one place being worse to us. Although in the case of Friday, I wasn't kidding. Like in terms of violent crime, I'm pretty sure Milwaukee is much, much higher than San Francisco. He doesn't um, know what he's talking about. Yes,
1: yeah. they say, Oh, Bay area native. And he's from like two hours away. So it's not the <laughs> Bay area. <laughs> exactly. Uh, ben, would you like to guess my last rapid fire selections? I mean, Hosmer, come on. Yes,
0: Eric Hosmer is on there. I'll get to him in a second.
1: Okay. Um. Shoot. Uh recent or like kind of past? Since recent, so since I've been hosting the show. Because oh. in the past it's like sh-
0: not, not Andrew Kashner. Andrew Kashner wasn't hated, it was just disappointing. And I think there's a difference, but um go ahead if you if you got any more on the Padres lore. <laughs> Cause you have it the Padres hatred has been so weird. There's been so many characters that have almost become memes. At least the Giants players have become memes we're like except for Jack Peterson where it's like everyone knows how bad certain players are on the Padres um you got any guesses you want me to go ahead
1: no i'm blanking go ahead
0: i've got a lot i want to quickly mention ian kinsler uh. i remember him being really hated by the padres i don't fully remember why but it seems like it stemmed from him getting a lot more playing time than he deserved just cuz he was ian kinsler and he was horrendous for the Padres. I believe he hit below oh. 200. Let me pull it up really quickly. I Ian got, Kinsler. I
1: got, I got a guess too. I 217.
0: That. He hit with the Padres. 278 on base. Yikes. He was dreadful. And I think people were like, start Greg Garcia, who that year at second base 248, 364, 354 slash line. Not incredible, but a lot more helpful than Ian Kinsler. So I think people were frustrated with him. So that's just an honorary mention.
1: Um, Can I Adam guess Frazier. One? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, yeah. Adam say, yeah, Frazier, I'm that's crazy. a great. Oh, yeah. I I'm told you sure. at the time of that trade, I I, know, like, I, don't I, know. That. I don't like that. I don't like it. that trade one bit. You, know, the you, it, stuff you bought, high.
0: He bought high. I don't think he was hated as a guy. I think everyone knew this is a Preller thing. I don't know why you bought high of this guy, but it, that's my thing is I don't think people hated him. They hated the yeah. baseball him. You know what I mean? Right, I, right. So it right. wasn't quite there for him. De Nelson Lumet. A tiny bit, uh, but it was more a sad hate, you know. What I mean, yeah. you're just like, I hate this because you were literally a top five Cy Young finisher, and then you opted not to get the surgery, and your career's basically been over since then. Mm. And it stunk. I know the Dodgers fans love to pretend they beat the Padres fair and square, that was really cute. Uh, they lost to Nelson Lamette and uh Mike Clevenger in that series, so two rather infamous players, especially the
1: latter. Um, can I guess one? Yes, go ahead, Rugnet Odor. No, he's only no. hated by me. <laughs> okay. He's only hated he's by so me. He's so bad.
0: His ass stuff in Texas. Um, He was actually really obscenely clutch for points okay. for the Padres. Like, right. He was the only one coming up, so he was okay. fine. All right. Um, All I right. don't like Renato are out door. Um, I will say for someone who's with the Padres for a small stretch, Jake Arietta ah. kind of one of the, not the face, but one of the like, yeah, that's what happens when you have no depth. Um. On top of some of the comments he had made um, about masking COVID and all that stuff, mm. not to get too much into that. People didn't like him for that, and he was really bullish on it, saying and talking about it really harshly, and then came in and was awful. So he's up there, but not there long enough. Chris Paddock, I can't decide on because mm. I can't – he's weird because I think people didn't like his attitude at points of like the sheriff – And all these things. That was his nickname. He did have a little bit of a vibe to him that was like he thought he was a little bit better. But again, he seems like he still treated all the fans well. So that wasn't quite there. So maybe the the the, the odd field results weren't there, but at least he was he was kind of nice to the fans, similar to Will Myers, who was just buying people shots at the bar after they beat the Dodgers. Nice. Number one, everyone knows who it is. He's blocked me on Twitter. Ben, I would argue. I would argue for someone who played for a team I follow and or love, whatever team I'm a fan of, is at least in the top three of my most hated players ever. And to quickly summarize, because I've done this before, Google my channel and look up Eric Hosmer. You will find I broke it down. It is not just because he was bad. That's part of it, too. It was because he was bad. It was because of the contract. It was because every single time this guy didn't perform, we would get little reports from people who are reporters, and I believe them, always talking about how much of a great leader he is. That's Mm. cute. That's adorable. We love it. And by the way, I have heard sources behind the scene that do confirm he was a great teammate. That's great. And the problem, though, is that every time he would boot the grounder, when that you could look up, you've probably seen the video. Eric Hosmer oh, yeah. is the worst player in baseball. You can it's find a it on hilarious I'm gonna video. It
1: and I will promise you, there's a lot of Giants fans listening who think Eric Hosmer was good. And <laughs> Javi is here to tell you, he was not good. He is not good at all. And he's like defensively. Like a <laughs> you know what I mean? He's all one. of his reputation.
0: Playoff merchant so yeah. instead of being like a, a like Babbitt one... merchant, yeah it's yeah. like because his style of play was more conducive to putting the ball in play and sometimes you'll get really hot start of the 2023 season or 2022 season i'm, I'm sorry he was hitting like 300 he was amazing everyone's freaking out i was like yeah but his babbit is like 390 guys and he doesn't run fast so right. he's getting very lucky just to give and a little it's bit it's gonna of come a, down elementary and it did, and
1: it, did. And it did and
0: that's just a, a basic introduction and
1: defensively i think people think he's he has a reputation for being great defensively but or, he's so he is it. he is like bizarrely bad if you watch that highlight or I low know. light clip Everyone go look it up like his footwork like the like i could easily play or like at least footwork wise a better first base than what you see in that video. Yeah. I mean, just go cover the ba- the bag. It's, like, what are you doing?
0: It's inexplicable errors. It's not like, up grounder. He had those too, but it would be like, why are you catching the ball like this? Yeah, and like, why like are what you, are you doing? Why are you waiting for the ball to get to you while you're running to first instead of running and then planting like this? Yeah. Why are you calling for it? And it just, go- inexplicable stuff. That ball that
1: dropped over his head in in Houston. Oh my God. It's
0: that. <laughs> and it is, so it's not just the contract. It's not just that he was bad it's not just because of the leadership it is because that would be used to deflect everything. Mm-hmm. And then 2020, all of a sudden go look up the numbers, line drive rate. It spiked. He hit for more power. Whoa, what happens here? And then media that I don't want to call out. Just absolutely fluffing this guy, like new dogs or old dogs can learn new tricks. He's back. All of you guys were ungrateful. He's here. And you, it almost felt like people would go out of the way to hype up, his good qualities, which he did have leadership yeah. and that one year when he hit the ball hard or hit the ball in the air, I should say. And he has that. And it's then also- on top of that would also have moments where he didn't seem to care about being in San Diego at all. Right. As soon as he gets asked about a trade request, he freaks out on a reporter. Jeff Sanders of the San Diego Union Tribune. Now, Don't get me wrong. I understand. That must be annoying to be asked about trade requests. Will Myers never did that. And you would know he was in trade rumors for like six years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Will Myers never had a freak out. And lastly, and certainly not least, like I said about the fan stuff, the Ben and Woods, who hosts a really big show uh, for San Diego Padres fans, they reached out to him, never went on the show. They've had Tatis. They've had Preller like every, once a month. They've had Manny. They've had Cronenworth. They've had everyone. But Hosmer inexplicably never went on the show. So it is more than that. Not just money, not just playing, not just deflection because of leadership, but also the fan base and all that stuff. That's why people like Will Byers. Yeah. He didn't come through and whatnot, but he was cool in the community. And like I said, when they beat the Dodgers was literally at a bar, a bar buying shots for people. Husband never even did that. So that yeah. is why. And I'm glad he blocked my Padres account on Twitter. Although I blocked me on my personal, you coward. Come on. And it's <laughs> totally his prerogative, by the way, if I was an athlete and people were talking smack, I'd probably block them too. But, Block me out of my main account. Go ahead. It's the with the anime picture. So speak, go and find me.
1: Speaking of people who are out of the game, right? Isn't he uh, yeah. unsigned? And yeah. he, and the Padres are still paying him mm-hmm. uh, for two more years, thirteen million a year. So I, I, I would have congrats. appreciated
0: not bringing that up. That's um, another. I
1: mean, that's another reason to hate him. You owe yeah. him thirteen million each of the next two years. It's
0: it's tough out here. And to keep up with it. He's not in the game, and then you have. I believe it was austin hedges mouthing off hey look at them not doing so well without yeah. Eric yeah and i'm like what he the, he
1: is the this most is overrated I mean. player it's in the last three decades
0: and i don't want to take away from players when we talk about the behind the scenes stuff that stuff has to matter it yeah. has to it's you can hard have a to you,
1: you, can, have a, you can have a coach providing that
0: exactly and if you're never producing on the field then it matters to me. And if you're getting paid so much because it actively will impact the team being able to spend more and add more players, then I care about that. You can't just dismiss fans and keep saying, well, he's a great leader. And without getting too much Get further into it. Get a
1: coach who's a great leader, man.
0: Exactly. Without getting too much further into it, folks, that's about does it for today's edition of the Locked On podcast. The only pod <laughs> that may be better than the Padres themselves, as well as the Locked On Giants podcast. A huge chunky boy for you guys uh, on this lovely Tuesday and or Wednesday, whatever you're listening to it, or 2028. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> who people knows? Like, hey, if, hey, who are the most hated Padres of the early 2020s? Let me go listen to these guys. This totally video possible.
1: is going to blow up, have like yeah. 10 million views, and people are going to be watching it for Osmer's well leave after we're gone. Yeah, Hosmer's really- going to block your YouTube channel. <laughs> <A cease laughs> He's leave a comment and then block.
0: <laughs> leave a comment, then block. Um, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Ben, do you have anything to plug?
1: You know, I never do. <laughs> like, what would I gotta plug? Ask anyway.
0: Gotta ask anyway. Like, what, you check what him does out that on mean? Twitter.
1: Yeah, Twitter. Ben Yeah. B E
0: N K A S P I C K. Yes. As well as me at Javapeno, J A V I I P E N O. Also at L O underscore Padres on Twitter. You'll find both of our accounts if you just look up stuff. So have fun with that. For me, tomorrow, stay tuned. We're going to be talking with Connor Newcomb about Anthony Santander of the Baltimore Orioles and whether or not that's a fit and also praising him for having new ownership. As a mm, team who had yes. new ownership lately, I'm going to tell him, "Congrats, welcome to the show. You actually have a chance now. So stay tuned to that, guys. But until next time, stay safe, and of course, stay faithful, my fire faithful homies, and stay. I say gregarious every time, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do. And you're like what? Time, you're like right? what am I? What? Did, what did I just say? Stay. Um, uh, just stay uh, great. grateful. Great. Just stay grateful, Giants friends stay grateful. Yeah,
1: you won three championships in a five-year span. I get it. It's been rough since Yeah, for, for periods, but still gratitude. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Until next time, everybody, take care.